0: this is annie grace and you're listening to this naked mind podcast where without judgment pain or rules we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture hi friends it's annie grace i am out and about and it is kind of windy but i'm not gonna be in my office at all today so i thought i'd do a live video out here and and let's see if this works hopefully it'll be okay so um again this is annie grace author of this naked mind and today i am answering a question from claire claire wants to know she says i would like to hear what you think about triggers for example friday nights or seeing certain friends i can go from not thinking about alcohol at all to full-on craving because i've seen an image or i've heard somebody mention it Honestly, I think if there were no external triggers, I would never even think about drinking and it would be so much easier. Um, I can relate to that. I think that when I first stopped drinking, and it was so surprising that I never thought about it, especially because most of my drinking ended up being by myself often, you know, in my room when I was on trips or home or whatever, and I thought, wow, if, if there was, I was just on some deserted island without alcohol and without advertising, without people who drank I would literally never even cross my mind to to even have a thought about alcohol um, and I think that's because we do we have cravings and triggers especially in the early days and they can be Pretty hard to deal with, but I guess first I'd say, Claire, like, what a blessing that you're not thinking about it the rest of the time, because that I think is a huge thing, and you're already so far kind of ahead of the game, so to speak. Um, but you know, triggers—what what's happening inside your brain when you have a trigger? It's a dopamine release, and the dopamine triggers, and it triggers that something is going to happen. It's anticipation for something. So I've talked before about you know Pavlov's dogs and how initially. What happened in that experiment is they would be ringing a bell and the bell would mean food at that instant and so the dogs would salivate for the food and then they'd back up that bell to before they gave the food and suddenly the dogs started salivating at the bell not when they ate and so they said okay our brains can be primed for something and primed for getting some sort of food or reward or you know gratification and that's what's happening with this is you see something where it's Friday night or somebody says something or an advertisement comes on and marketers are brilliant with this priming technique I mean they, they specifically, have you ever noticed how the beer is poured and there's all these bubbles and it's icy cold and I mean, they do everything possible to engage your brain with that dopamine and with that trigger to prime it, if you will, to desire a drink. And um, yeah, and it's so, we're, we're walking all around and, and this stuff is happening all the time. I think that one of the really interesting things about dopamine is you've primed your brain and then if you're saying, no, I'm not going to do that it leaves you pretty grumpy and I think that's one of the harder things to deal with is because it's this loop you know you've been primed and your brain is chemically expecting a reward and when you don't give your brain that reward and you don't allow that to happen you feel very put out and it's this feeling of like if you imagine a kid right and you go up to this kid and you hold up this ice cream cone and say oh this is so good oh but you can't have any that kid probably is going to throw a little bit of a fit at least I know my kids would and um it's the same thing that's happening and we think, oh, well, we're adults, we're, we're mature, we shouldn't have that. Well, no, this is this is neurological, this is chemical, this is happening inside your brain. It's not necessarily your fault. So you, you've been primed for, to want something because, and all sorts of things trigger this dopamine response, from a picture, from an advertisement, from somebody mentioning it, from seeing a bottle opener to seeing a glass, you know, all sorts of things can trigger this dopamine response and you know the really interesting thing to remember here is that this dopamine response has to do with wanting and craving it does not have to do with liking so there was a study done and this is a really interesting study so there was two different sets of mice and what they did with these mice is they bred them to be dopamine rich or dopamine poor and how they did that is they literally took generations and generations of very similar mice those mice that had basically the same DNA, and bred them with each other, Um, brothers and sisters, disgusting, I know. But anyway, after 10 or 12 generations, and mice breed pretty quick, so they got these mice that just generally have more naturally occurring dopamine in their bodies, and and mice that have less naturally occurring dopamine. And the mice that had more naturally occurring dopamine were much more motivated to go after reward. So when dopamine happens, you become very motivated for whatever reward that is that you're that's gonna you know engage that you think is coming. And so they would be really motivated to go after food, really motivated to go after sex, really motivated to do all of these things that are rewarding to the to the mice pleasure circuit in their brains and the low dopamine mice were so unmotivated to go after even food that they had to be nursed to stay alive so they would let themselves starve because they had zero motivation. So dopamine has to do with wanting and motivation, but the really interesting part of this study is that when they actually fed these mice the food and they measured this through different techniques including facial expression, how much these mice actually enjoyed the food, even the mice that were starving. The mice who were dopamine rich, the mice who were motivated to go after that food, did not enjoy it any more or any less than the mice that were dopamine poor. So mice could have no motivation, no wanting for the food, but could enjoy the food and have a huge liking of the food. Equally, mice could have a huge amount of wanting and craving for the food, but then when they're eating it, just have a normal amount of liking. So the really key thing that came out of this study, and that's important to remember with your triggers, is that wanting and liking are not the same. You know, they probably were for that first glass of wine, and maybe even then, I don't know, but like if you think of wanting and liking some ice cream, you want it and you like it and it's it's together and it's the same what your experience with alcohol is you're wanting something that you're probably not gonna like I mean if you really liked what alcohol did to you all the time which you know we're realizing we don't actually like it that much that it's not all that fun that it makes us tired that it makes us cranky that it makes us feel bad the next morning that it makes us do things we don't want that it makes us not remember the evening um, you don't you don't want it you want it Desperately, but you don't necessarily like it. So I think the things to remember with craving is one, it's chemical. It is chemical, it's not real. And two, the thing that this chemical loop is leaving open is not something you're actually going to want so you could even carry around like a little list in your wallet of the reasons that you don't drink or what what a drink is going to do to you I mean you can pretty quickly kind of reverse it being like oh yeah that's a craving but actually that's just going to make me tired and grumpy and then try to get yourself to really want something else you know like I for a while was drinking Shirley Temples which are I'm sure horrible for you um but they're basically Sprite and Grenadine and they just taste phenomenal and so I'd order one with my kids and I got a kick Out of that, but anyway, I think that doing that, remembering that it is chemical, so it's not that you're really missing out. This is just something chemical happening in your brain, and what your dopamine is priming yourself for is something that you're probably not going to like anyway, because that's why you stop drinking. That's why you don't even think about it when the dopamine isn't happening. Um, And then I guess the last thing that I'd sort of say out of that, and I'll look at my notes here, is that um, you you are able to form new neural connections. So neuroplasticity is something I talk a lot, and that's something that's so, it's relatively recently discovered. We used to think, um, although the Dalai Lama, I believe in the 1970s, said that our brains can change through thought, that we can actually change the structure of our brains through thought and form new physical neural pathways through the power of our minds, and he's been proven right through science. And we have the ability by Overcoming those cravings by flipping them by being conscious of them by realizing they're just chemical to actually form new Neuro pathways in our brains, and that means that over time those cravings go away like I have zero I don't I don't ever crave alcohol. I mean honestly like I, I can't even tell you the last time I had like a serious like oh yeah, I wanna drink. I, I it just doesn't happen anymore. And that wasn't the case early days. I was so happy to not be drinking but equally, you know, that dopamine was happening. But over time, you know, a few years and and it's not that these things all I'm saying is that this can and will change with your effort and your work, so be conscious of it. Realize that it's chemical. Realize that what you're wanting, what you're craving, this chemical craving is not something you actually are going to probably enjoy, and then realize that the more that you do that, the more that you flip your thoughts, you are actually building new neuropathways in your brain that will completely release you from these triggers and cravings. So. Um, It was a really good question, Claire. I I appreciate it very much. I hope everybody could hear me okay with the wind. And um, have a wonderful day. This has been Annie Grace with This Naked Mind podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can learn more at thisnakedmind.com. And please remember to rate, review, and subscribe as it really helps us spread the word.